When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You're listening to Causeway Street Podcast. Enjoy the show, man. It's always good. Team ambassador, Boston Celtics, Leon Poe, baby. Holla. Welcome back to another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts, Mr. Joel Pavone. How we doing? Mr. Sean Dutra. What's up? It's your favorite Celtics podcast, and in this episode, we have so much to talk about. We have one of the biggest losses for the Celtics, mm. in my opinion, against mm. the Atlanta Hawks that happened on Saturday night on the road. They choked. One of the most crucial losses of the season because now the Celtics are in the risk of losing the third seed that we thought was very important for them going into the playoffs. So now, not only will they try to hold on to the fourth seed, but they have a good chance of losing the fourth seed as well. However, there is a silver lining because the fifth seed, of course, plays the fourth seed. So it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But I think home court advantage is very important for this team. So we'll break that down. Also, we have our last installment of Dutra's free agent of the week. Yes, uh, we do. And it's, and it's, and it's Celtics oriented. Of course, as usual, we'll talk about. Per as usual. Per as usual. We'll talk (laughs) about a free agent who the Celtics should be uh, looking at or that they already will be looking at. We'll let you know. what in a few months now? I don't want to talk about the off season right away because yeah. we got the postseason coming up. But. Well, we I think we made a pact to each other that we're gonna we're gonna talk about the the free agents of the week until the playoffs start. Until the playoffs, then so it's done. The last then it's done. Then it's, it's done. Then that's it. No more free agents talking until nope. the off season. Yep, exactly, exactly. So uh, yeah, last last version of Dutra's free agents of the week is today. So we'll be getting into that. Also, we'll break down how far the Celtics can make it into the playoffs depending on these next two games. So we'll look ahead into the schedule and see how they uh how they match up against their final games of the regular season. And finally, we'll end our show like we do every single episode. We'll take every our trip episode. around the NBA. Every episode. And we'll talk to uh, Joel, and he'll give us our, uh, our in case you missed it, his uh, weekly wrap-up of, I can imagine, if I had to guess, Kobe Bryant will be mentioned. Kobe but. Bryant will probably <laughs> mention. Steph Curry will probably mention. That's a good, that's a good tease, though. It's a good and, tease. We'll, and, we'll talk about that. And probably some type of weird thing to going on in the NBA. Happens every time. Something that we didn't even know about. We didn't even know about. So you guys don't want to miss that. Before we get into our uh, guest of the night, we're live on Periscope right now, guys. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you. It's the first time we've done a Periscope episode of Causeway Street Podcast. Follow so us. So it's great to uh, get this going. This is the first time I've ever done this. Woo! first time I've ever seen this in action. Follow us at Causeway Street on Periscope. Yes. And there's Joel. You can always you know what? We're gonna count on him this, to we're gonna plug us. More often. So we're going to, you know, I think um, Periscope is a, we've never ventured into this before, but maybe we can start doing this. We also have ESPN New Hampshire's uh, Christian Arcan is going to join us shortly. But real quick, guys, how big of a loss was this game? One. And two, do you guys think with the way the Celtics played against the Hawks, do you, do you guys feel like that's a concern going into these last couple of games and into the playoffs? I think it's a huge concern for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, 
free throw shooting has been a has been a problem for the Celtics. Not just not just against the Hawks, but overall in the last couple of games, right? Probably the last, stretch. probably the last, like the last five to ten games. It's but been they've a been a really good free throw shooting team all year. But this is a bad time to start, Mrs. to start Freebies. going into a little, yeah. into a little slump. I'm with you. I mean, I against mean, against the Warriors, for example, if if the Celtics lost against the Warriors last week, I would have blamed free throw shooting as the main reason for them losing that game. Yeah, but right. can you say the same thing against the Hawks though? Do you think free throw shooting was the main reason? Not I the mean, main reason. Because I feel like no. the Hawks came to play. The main no, reason. that I was mean, one of their I best games the main, of the season. It was right? a contributing. It was a contributing factor. The main like, reason okay. why the Celtics you, lost was Paul Millsap, hands down. Absolutely, that I guy. Agree. That guy had a game that you haven't seen in. A very, very long time. No, nah, I'm not. I'm gonna stop you on that because Paul Millsap has been killing it all year. He's a legit all star. Yeah, but, but not that like stat that. Line, not star. like that. That stat line. Not like that. No, nah, I've been watching. I've been watching the Hawks. No, if, I've been if watching Paul the Hawks Millsap, closely the last couple of weeks because of this situation. And Paul Millsap is their best player. Oh no, he is their best no, player. No one's disputing that. But I would love to see another stat line from Paul Millsap where he dropped uh, this season, of course, where he dropped 31 points, uh, 16 rebounds, three assists. Five blocks, two steals. I mean, what more could you ask from the guy? He, if you read the Causeway Street, um, you know, if you if you follow Causeway Street, we put this in the blog. I mean, Elias reported right after that game that he was the first player to score thirty points, fifteen plus rebounds, five blocks, five blocks. plus five three pointers in one game. The first player, the only player since the invention of the three point line. Which is absolutely insane when you think about the fact that the Celtics scored 71 points in the first half. Mm. Celtics scored 71 points in the first half and they lost the game. And they lost the game like not even like a shootout. Like I I get it if you lose it like 150 to like 147, right? But no, they, they, the Celtics could not score in the second half. It was atrocious. And that really reminds you of, remember about I think maybe December, they, they, we were all we were all in on the Celtics, but they they were having those bad halves, where it'd be the first half or the second half or whatever. This reminds you of that exact same team that was out there trying to, you know, really looking good in one half, either you know whether it be the first half or the second half, they would look good for one half, but they would still lose the game, and that is very troubling to me when I look at this. When I look at that loss, not only are you are you sacrificing the third seed, basically, because now the Hawks have to lose two and you have to win two to get the third seed, but you're also looking at the fact that you're trying to gear for the playoffs. That's a playoff team. That's an Eastern Conference playoff team that you come out and you look great against and now, and then fade away. I, I we you can't have that. You can't have that in a regular season game. You can't have that in one playoff game. Never mind a series against these type of teams. I mean, you just, you, that is just, that is just something that should not be happening right now for this playoff bound playoff, uh, Boston Celtics team. Well, then look at, look at, look at Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas was six for 19 from the field, 16 points. First time he hasn't hit the 20 point plateau in 18 games. So is this what's going to happen in the playoffs when, when he doesn't have it, got it. When he doesn't have it going, the Celtics are going to lose that game. Well, I think it's, it's when you it, had five other players in double figures. It's strange to me why no no other team in the regular season. I mean, there's been a couple teams here and there that have been able to bottle up Isaiah Thomas by doing the same thing that Cleveland did to him in the playoffs, right? 
putting some bigger guards on him and double teaming him before he can get the offense started. No one is doing that. It's a, it's a clear cut way to slow down Isaiah Thomas. And the fact that more teams don't do it, I just don't get. All right, so we'll finish our conversation on the uh, the last two games of the season. But first things first, let's get into our uh, guest of the night. Uh, he's the co-host of the Christian and King Show on ESPN New Hampshire. Heard Monday through Fridays, 12 to 3 o'clock. You also can hear him on WEEI on the weekends and occasionally alongside Mikey Adams on the uh, Planet Mikey Show. What's up, Christian? How are you doing, man? Joe Christian Sway, what's happening, man? Good, good. How's it going, guys? We're doing good. We're doing good. How's it going with you? Eh, you know, can't complain. Well, you know what? Uh, if you're a Bruins fan, you can complain. But if you're a Celtics fan, you can't complain. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's, that's right. There's still one right team now. on College uh, Street. That's unfortunately, <laughs> I am both, so that sort of sucks. Oh, so you you had yeah. a rough weekend? No, oh, yeah, it's been a, it's been an up and down weekend, man. I can deal though. Well, I've been trying to get Christian on for for a while now. You know, Christian has a very busy schedule. You know, one time we almost got him on. He talked about yeah, like a dentist appointment. Another time, you told me to go kick rocks. Got to keep know, those teeth just... clean, man. Got to keep those teeth clean. I mean, I don't know, but the kick rocks thing, I think he just didn't want to do the show. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I guess he finally uh, penciled us in since we were now on iTunes. He's so a busy guy, dude. Busy guy. Yeah, he, he is busy. I, I guess I cut him some slack. But, hey. He well, listen. It. My time is very valuable. I'll have you know I get paid $10 an hour in most of the jobs <laughs> I work in. Uh, oh, know. so this is, a, this is a pleasure then because we're not we're not paying him anything. This is, <laughs> hey, why are you going to say that, great man? Guest spot. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Anyways, I'm sorry. I've been meaning to come on with you guys for a while. I love this podcast. And I'm sorry. My schedule's been tough, I realize, but I've also been a jerk about it. So I apologize, and uh, happy to be on. No, this yeah, is, yeah. Happy to have you, Christian. Hey, better late than never, Christian. So right. after the Celtics lost a very, very crucial game to the Hawks on Saturday, uh, of course, now the Hawks are a game ahead of the Celtics. Each team has two more games left to go in the, in the uh, regular season. The third seed out of the question for the Celtics, is that still a possibility, even though there's only two games left in the in the, uh, in the season? Or are the I Celtics mean, just better off in the fourth? Mathematically, it's a possibility, I guess, but I wouldn't count on it uh, to be sure. I think the Celtics are going to have their hands full with uh, with uh, the Hornets coming up here. And I also think that when you you know really sort of break down not just the loss to Atlanta, but the way that they lost, it's... Uh, it, it was it was a troubling loss for a couple of reasons. We don't know how serious this wrist injury for Isaiah Thomas is, but we do know how important he is and how you know that offense goes when he's not there. I don't think we can count on Marcus Smart to be posing and hitting shots like that on, during the playoffs and uh, and everything else here. But um, you know that some very very lazy passing, which is not really indicative of this team, but may indicate that there's some fatigue setting in, which is. Not something I think anybody really anticipated with this team because they've been so good at, at spacing out their minutes and, you know, having a, having a 10, 11, 12 man rotation. But now it seems like it may be catching up to them a little bit here at the end and it could end up being a factor. Yeah, that's a good point. You talk about Isaiah Thomas. I mean, that's a huge concern because with these, uh, these upcoming games, you look at these two teams, these are two teams that are in the same boat as the Celtics. I mean, two teams that are fighting for playoff position, two teams that don't want to slip into the lower tier of the Eastern Conference. So let me ask you this, Christian. What are the chances that happens? What happens if they end up, you know, splitting these next two games or even, you know, worst case scenario, losing both of them? Do you think that their chances of getting out of the, out of the first round uh, decrease considerably or are they still in pretty good shape uh, to, to make it to the second round considering Isaiah Thomas is able to go and he's 100% by the playoffs? I think that their chances in the first round are going to be pretty good no matter what happens here. I think that, you know, three, four, five, or even six, uh, none of those matchups really strike me as 
very worrisome. I mean, again, this is the playoffs, and the Celtics formula in the playoffs is something that we all still haven't seen yet. We don't know if it's going to work. And I've, you know, Joe Sway, I've been on with you talking about this very thing late at night on WEEI about how once the playoffs start, that bench gets shorter. You really need that one guy who can go out there and, and get you 25 points and take big shots down the stretch. And while Isaiah Thomas has absolutely been that guy and other players on this team, who I'm sure we'll talk about here right now, who have contributed a lot in their own way, you know, if he's, if he's going down with an injury now, if he can't finish, if he's, you know, shots off and he can't make layups, he was saying the other night, that's very, that's a very big problem mm-hmm. because we all know you can't, you can't advance to the playoffs if you don't have, at the very least, one guy shouldering the load. And Isaiah's been doing that all year. Hey, Christian, this is, uh, this is Joel. I got a question for you. Who do you think mm-hmm. the Celtics match up well against in the first round? Uh, team or two that you think that, uh, Celtics have a great chance of beating and advancing to the second round. Yeah, I'd say out of the teams that they're likely to play between Atlanta, Miami, and, uh, and uh, Charlotte here, I'd say that, um, well, I don't know. I mean, I, with those, is that right? Is it Charlotte? Or am I screwing that up? Uh, it no, could be Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It could, could be, be Charlotte. Especially if the Celtics uh, the knock them off tonight. Yeah, you know what? Every single time I do this, I always mix up the Pelicans, the Hornets, yeah, Dude, did the else. same thing. I've, 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 I've been calling Charlotte the Bobcats. The Bobcats all, yeah, dude, we're in the same boat, dude. I was like, dude, I, yeah. dude I'm i going to the Bobcats game tonight, and I was like, wait a second. No, they are not the Bobcats, dude. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I had, I had to actually, actually, I had to have like a, a five minute conversation with somebody at work who's not really a big NBA guy trying to explain who the Pelicans were. And they were actually right. the Hornets, but now the Hornets are the Bob. It is, dude, it's, yeah, so yeah. Let's not get back into it. We, we got into the whole conversation about it last week. So let's hope we avoid the Bobcats <laughs> slash Hornets. Who's slash the, Hornets. Who's the worst matchup? Definitely want to avoid the Bobcats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in terms of teams, I mean, if you want to rank them, I guess, I'd say I'd rather see probably, I'd probably rather see them first, even though they've been playing so well lately and really finished strong. I'd rather see them first than probably... Uh, I guess Atlanta after that, and then the Heat after that. I, I'd say the Heat probably last, although I think they can beat all three of those. Teams. I think that's probably the order I prefer to see them. So. so, I mean, you know, the Hawks have been sort of our Achilles heel all year. What do you what do you mm-hmm. see about the Hawks that are maybe we can take them down in a seven game series? Because that's a team that, truthfully, I mean, obviously we're only going to get them if we slide and they get the third seed, but. I mean, I'm much more confident about the Hawks, um, you know, playing any of the team but the Celtics in the first round. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I think the Hawks, uh, the Hawks really scare me for a couple of reasons. Number one is their guards the other night were tremendous. I mean, they, they combined for 39 points and they had Bradley and Smart and everybody just running ragged trying to keep up with them. And you rarely ever see that. I mean, yeah, usually it's the other way around, right? Yeah, or, you know, it usually Steph Curry, I mean, ask him and, and Clay Thompson what it was like getting chased around by those guys for, for four quarters. Teague and uh, Schroeder made it look easy, and that was uh, that was a real surprise to me because there's one constant thing about this team. It's that they'll lock you down on defense, and they'll make it really hard for your guards. Marcus Smart and Avery Bradley will make their lives miserable, and to see that really not happen at all, very eye-opening. I don't know if it was just a bad night they had, if it was an off night. It wasn't an off night offensively for Marcus Smart. I mean, he was he was bombing all over the place. But I sort of, I don't know. I mean, I, just, I look at that and think, why is it, what is it about the Atlanta Hawks that 
they're the only two guards that can ever get over on these guys. Yeah, Schroeder, Schroeder is like an all-star when he plays against the Celtics. Only it's against crazy. Yeah. Right. I've picked him up so many times in fantasy, and then he plays the Celtics after the Celtics game, and then he does not. Anyways, talking about um, Celtics lose, so that knocks him out of the chance to get 50 wins on the season. So my, Which is Duch's prediction, my, by the way, my big, coming into the season. Uh, my big prediction was 50 wins, and if the Celtics get 50 mm. wins, Brad Stevens will be coach of the year. So my question for you is, do you think that even though the Celtics will not get the 50 wins, does Brad Stevens still have a chance to get to that coach of the year over Steve Kerr in Golden State? Yeah, I think that Stevens is going to be in the conversation, to be sure. I don't know if he's going to get it over Kerr, but I do think uh, they are going to certainly bring his name up. And I would imagine, I don't know what those, uh, I don't know what those discussions are like, but I assume that in a year like this one where, you know, you look at the, you look in the West, Popovich is always going to be one of those guys. You look at what the Golden State Warriors have done, and it's undeniable that they've had two coaches this year. And then you look over at the Cleveland Cavaliers, who, you know, Teron Lou, come on. Are you going to vote for David <laughs> Blatt, Christian? You know, I'm just saying, like, there's not, there's no clear-cut name. I don't That's think it? there's really one. I mean, Popovich had all of those, probably, you know, but it's sort of cliche, given it to Popovich, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. They want to be a little creative this year. I think Stevens is probably, it's probably going to be one of those choices that they start talking about, like, yeah, it's not going to be Stevens, but let's keep his name in it. And then as they sort of eliminate names, as they eliminate Cleveland, because it can't be Teron Lou, as they sort of say, well, Kerr should get it, but he also wasn't, you know, the coach at the beginning of the year, and, you know, we always vote for freaking Popovich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? You know what's funny about that is that that's why I think that 50-win plateau is so big. If you could call a, the Celtics a 50-win team with Brad Stevens, then I think that would have put him right there in the uh, coach not, of the year. Right, if not, uh, he's discussion. the runner-up. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, I mean, finished, he finished fourth last season. Yeah, he, so. he's out of all those coaches that Christian just mentioned, he's the one that did a vast improvement in terms of you know, exactly. total wins. Exactly. Well, I guess you can say that. I'm, st- I'm say still voting for him, Kerr, but I, I don't think my vote counts. So, I mean, what can you do? Wait, you know who else might have a shot at it? Who? Kind of a long shot. But uh, maybe uh, Carlisle. If Dallas, the, you think? Yeah, yeah, well, you know what? You know what's funny I mean, about I, I Dallas? I think they would, they would be doing this well. What's, That's funny, a good choice. what's funny about Dallas is I looked at them at the beginning of the end and said, you know what? They're probably going to be in around the seventh or eighth seed. But now I when they would be on the outside looking now at when, Now when they're in the seventh or eighth seed, you sort of think like they've been sort of underperforming the way that, you know, they, they, were in like, they were in the top four in the West for most of the year. And then the end of the year, they sort of came down when, you know, a couple of injuries did happen. But I don't know. Carlisle's always a great coach, but I think, I think he needs, uh, I don't know. Coach of the year, though, Christian? I don't know. I don't know. Coach he, of the year? Yeah, probably not. Probably. You know, Terry Stotts is another guy, maybe. Yeah, Stotts t- might get some. Uh, some yeah, some yeah. And that's one team I didn't expect to be in the playoff picture, the Portland Bla- uh, Trailblazers. That's, but, a, that's a good yeah. one. Really, at the end of the day, does anyone give one crap about Coach of the Year? I well, mean, I mean, I think <laughs> I think it would be a pretty big deal for the Celtics. For the Celtics? If Brad Stevens yes. got it, I think that would be, that would be a neat thing. That, that would be a big story. Right, but this Brad is also Stevens ended up winning it in his second year. Right, but this is also the same league that didn't award it to to Doc Rivers after he after the complete turnaround he did in 0708. Or if you look at last year too, I mean, Budenholzer got it, which I think was deserved, but Steve Kerr also was a rookie head coach and won 67 games, seven more games than the Hawks, and didn't get it. Sure. So I mean, it, it the, the the award is basically going to be named after Greg Popovich in a couple of years anyway. So we'll we'll figure it out then. What about Dwayne Wayne up there in Toronto? <laughs> yeah. We didn't even mention him. Yeah, Dwayne Casey? Of him. Oh, yeah, because he's a puppet. Yeah, no one dude. mentions Dwayne yeah. Casey. He's yeah. a puppet. Who knows? 
Drake's the coach of that team, man. Yeah, Drake's the real coach. <laughs> he's the one. He's the one <laughs> making the calls at the end of the game. He's the one making the uh, the the, uh, the forcing the turnovers like he did exactly. against the Bulls. I no, I I got another question for you, Christian. So if the Celtics are are healthy, and I guess the stars align, how far do you see the Celtics advancing in this year's playoffs? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think that I think the Celtics could just as well make it to the Eastern Conference Finals as get bumped in the first round if they have a bad series. It's really going to come down to a lot of different things. I think uh, the main thing is going to be the play of guys like Jared Sullinger. I think that he is going to be a major factor in the playoffs because outside of him, I mean, there's really not much in terms of post-presence, interior presence. And when you get into a half-court set, that becomes a much bigger part of the game. And I think that for the Celtics, you know, Sullinger, I don't expect him to lead the team in scoring or anything like that, but I expect him to take on a, a bigger role than he's, than he's kind of had here. Just in terms of the offense, whether it's drawing his man outside or, or trying to bang in there for, for offensive rebounds and putbacks and stuff like that, I mean, that looms big in the, in the postseason. And I think that he's going to need to really be an X-factor here. Behind Isaiah Thomas, I mean, we've all been sort of waiting for it to be Avery Bradley or Evan Turner or, you know, Jay Crowder, who's done amazing things this year, don't get me wrong. But in terms of there being just, you know, that second guy on offense, the guy that you can look to when, when Thomas has a bad night like he did last night, I think, I think it has to be Solinger just based on his position. And if he can, if he can be a, uh, if he can be a main contributor and if Thomas can get back on track here in time, I could see this team making it to the Eastern Conference Finals, but if not, I could legitimately see them get bounced in the first round. That is crazy, the fact that we're sitting here with two games left in the regular season, and we were, when you were saying Jared Selinger is an X-Factor, we were all nodding our heads. That is crazy to think that, but it, it's the truth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the, playoff, the absolute truth. It's no secret that the, the game slows down in the playoffs. Well, the game slows down, and, I mean, really, in the Eastern Conference, who is the big man that you're scared of? Who's the big man that Jared Sullivan is going to go up against? And you're like, oh, he does not have an advantage in this matchup. Horford, maybe? I mean, you look, yeah, I was thinking the Hawks, Horford. I mean, because obviously Monroe Whiteside's the there. Not Monroe, but uh, Drummond, Detroit, yeah. Well, yeah, he had yeah, a really but, tough time but, against the Hawks. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Sullinger plays really well against those guys that are are down and dirty players. He he can't cover that stretch for him. He He struggles against those. But if you're talking about down low play, I, I, think, I think you're right, Christian. Jared Sullinger is going to see... Uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have a big role on this team and and have a big effect on the uh, Celtics playoffs. Well, they're gonna have to he's gonna have to rebound. I mean, that's number oh, yeah. one. He's gonna have to rebound. Yeah, because some nights he yeah. he'll he'll pull down fifteen, other night he'll pull down six. You know, which is something I think is gonna be a huge. And he's gonna have to score, man. We're gonna be relying on Sullinger to get those offensive rebounds, play down low with that little baby hook, well, man. That's gonna be he, here's the thing with Sullinger though. When he needs to average ten points in the playoffs. Right, right. But when he's going into the paint, when he's posting up. He's either making a, he's either getting, converting layups or he's going to the free throw line. When he's doing that aggressively, it's, he's almost a guaranteed 14, 15 points that, at night when he does it aggressively. Yeah, that's funny because that's what I said. He always has to be, but you guys are all about him shooting three pointers. Wait, that's, that's negative. <laughs> okay. No one, okay. no one's ever talking about him shooting three pointers. All right. On that note, Christian, we appreciate you stopping by. You can listen to him on ESPN New Hampshire, Monday through Friday co-host of Christian and King from 12 to 3 o'clock. He's also heard on WEI, and he's a very busy man, guys. Hey, Christian, we appreciate it. Guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, call me anytime, all right? Thank you. And hey, thank, thanks for uh, for finally making some time, Christian. You're the man. Have a good one. Thanks, Christian. Bye-bye. All right, so like I said earlier, two teams 
left on the Celtics schedule. Two teams that are fighting for playoff positioning, just like the Celtics. So, of course, you're going to get the best effort out of these two teams. Now, the first one up is uh, tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. I almost said Bobcats because I keep thinking about what Dutra was saying earlier. <laughs> and then the, you, man, it's tricky. It, oh, it is, well, now it's tricky because it's in my head because it's, it's, it's <laughs> you put it in there. It's hey, like fresh Bob in my head. Bobcats, that was like five years of our life, man. I think it's because it was the Bobcats. If it was like a, a, a logo that wasn't as uh, as different as every single other logo, besides the Pelicans. Like the yeah. Pelicans are kind of up there in terms of uh, Yeah, I mean, the Bobcats turned into the Pelicans, which turned into the Hornets, which also switched cities. Dude, it's crazy, man. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one that, that messes this stuff up. Well, whether it's the Hornets, Bobcats, whatever you want to call them, they're one of they're easily one of the hottest teams since the All Star break, so that's not going to be an easy game for the Celtics, regardless if it's at home. And then, of course, the season finale is against the Miami Heat, a team that the Celtics could very well be facing in the first round of playoffs. Seriously, team, another hot team. If we're talking about the last couple of weeks in the league right now, so you're going to get the best effort out of them. So, guys, your honest opinion: What are the chances of the Celtics winning both of these games and holding on to that fourth seed? You know, because I don't. Well, first of all, let's let's get this out of the way right now. I don't think the Hawks are going to lose two in a row. That's just my opinion. So you're saying the third seed's gone? I think the third seed's gone. I'm, I thought the third seed was a bit of a reach a week ago after they went on that four-game losing streak. I thought that was going to— Well, they needed to beat was the a Hawks. Pivotal they needed stretch. to beat the Hawks. Right. I agree with that. But I feel like out of that stretch of games in the past week, that was going to be the hardest one. And I feel like if you if the Celtics didn't lose— those four, like that four game losing streak was huge. That was detrimental because then you were in a position right. where you had to win. You had to, you had to only drop at least like two games out of the last two weeks of the season. Well, you got to think, you got to think. This is sort and of they're the, already at that two this game is, mark. This is the effect of the fact that they're not, they're probably not going to get the third seed, and the fact that they're probably not going to win fifty games. Okay, so you agree with me that Hawks are going to is the win at least one, right? right? But that's the direct effect of Crowder being out for what eight games. Absolutely. I mean that yeah, is I that agree. is the direct effect. I mean one or two games in there would have been screwed the other way if Crowder was able to play. So I mean I, I hate to keep harping back on the fact that you know. Jay Crowder was out with that ankle sprain, but I mean, that really has, you know, when you look at the last two games of the year, the Bobcats and the, and the Heat, we knew we were going to be close with them, but I don't think we, we all anticipated that these two games would drop you from third to possibly sixth. I mean, there's a, there's a, there is a real possibility that the Celtics could lose the last, let's just, let's just hypothetically say the worst case scenario, right? Southers could lose the last two games of the year. And they go to six. And they go to six. And then you get, you get Atlanta in the first round. In Atlanta. That's not good. I mean, that, that's a real possibility. And that's, that's not good. Yeah. But what, what about, what about when they lost to the Nets twice and the Lakers and the Minnesota Timberwolves? I, I all those games were with Crowder. It's not directly because of Crowder. This, to... this point where we are in the season right now is probably, I would say, more directly because of Crowder than those games because, it happened more recently. I mean, you think about it, the way they the way they were playing in it, when it, when it came to up going up against the net, that was, that was a trap game, Lakers trap game, whatever. You know, you're you're rolling, you're having a good season. I mean, you're gonna lose games in a regular season. You can go back to the you know you can call it the Golden State game. I mean, it doesn't matter. The losses happened where they happened, but I think that you can you can 
you know, point to the fact that Jay Crowder was out for eight games. They went four and four. Nine games, and they went five and four. But go ahead. All right. All right, last game against Miami. You're counting the game that he he, he no, played I'm not, in I'm again? Not, I'm not. And he then play, he came back? He didn't play in the Warriors game, and they won that game. But he played in the Portland game. Yeah, but I'm counting the nine games. Okay. It's nine games. That 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 that, that seems a little off to call me. Uh, I'm just saying the fact that Crowder was out for eight straight games, right? Eight games, and then he didn't play in the, the Warriors game. That's his but ninth then he, game. Then he came back, and then he missed a game. Okay, I get it. Okay. So eight straight games, he was out. They went four and four. I think that is what is adversely affecting the Celtics' schedule. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so what's a what's an easier opponent for the Celtics? Miami or Charlotte? You're saying Miami? I'm I'm assuming uh, Charlotte's the harder opponent. No, I mean because in my be, opinion, they're almost the same. I mean, I both mean, of them. Truthfully, truthfully, I'd much rather see the Hornets than than Miami. Just because Miami has a couple of players on that team that's been in the playoffs before. I mean, obviously, the Hornets were there a couple of years ago, one and done. But, I mean, are you really are you more worried about Kemba Walker or Dwayne Wade? That's what it comes down to, to Walker. me. Walker. Really? Yeah. You're, you're still afraid of Dwayne Wade? In the playoffs, dude. Like, <laughs> Do I don't know. Do you remember what, what the Celtics did to the Heat at Miami? When also, Dwayne Hassan Wade and... Whiteside sitting there. I don't know. I don't know. Joel. Miami Heat or Charlotte Bobcats? For playoffs, who am I more worried about or who the Celtics can beat? Oh, you tell me. They well, I was talking about those next couple of games. I yeah, mean, that's, uh, that's, that's what I thought. That's what I thought Sway was talking well, about. Like, well, we are. So, so we're, we're, looking at, we're looking at the fact <clears> that they got the same two teams that they can possibly play in a seven-game playoff series. Right, and then we can also play devil's advocate and say, let's say they slip down to the six and play Atlanta. Would that be the worst thing in the world? Yes. That's the worst thing in the world? To me, even though Atlanta's soft. Is this because of Saturday, though? Or is this just because you, you've always felt this way? I, no, I feel like it's because of Saturday. No. I've I, always it, felt this way the, with, the, with the Hawks. With the Hawks? The Hawks yeah. have had the Celtics number over the past couple I years, felt, right? I would have felt better if they won on Saturday. I would have felt better about me the series. Too. But I still would be like, oh, this is going to be a tough series. I'm with it's going to be tough, but I, I don't, I'm not petrified. Of the Celtics, I'm not, no, 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 no. I, I, no. I'm with you. I'm with you because I think that the only thing I, the Celtics are you, right there. I'm with you with the home court advantage thing, though. Not yes. because you're off, but yeah, I'm with you though. That's huge. Like you want to get the fourth seed to get the home court because I think it makes a big difference, especially for a young team like this, a team that thrives on the Celtics. You home need to crowd. get that leg up, right? You but need to get that leg up and at least at least go one and one in the first two games. I go with the I, with the Hawks. They're in the you category. Gotta you got to win both, probably too. They're in the category of. Being a pain in the in the Celtics side, and and that and that also includes the Toronto Raptors, in my opinion. Right, well, but that's that's something that, you can that, you don't have to worry about that until after the first round. That's what I'm saying though. When the it comes Toronto to playoffs, Raptors could could probably. I mean, let's be realistic. We're not going to get that third seed, right? So uh, there's still a chance we can get the third seed. I'm not trying to be Slight pessimistic, chance. but if we don't get the third seed, Joel, Toronto Raptors. The only way we'll play them is no, I'm not, in the I'm not, Eastern I'm not saying, Conference I'm not saying, Finals. I'm not saying they're going to play the Toronto Raptors. I'm just saying when it comes to teams that are not going to match up well against the Celtics, it's the Atlanta Hawks, in my opinion. The Atlanta Hawks, the Toronto Raptors, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Everyone else, I'm not worried about, to be honest. I'm not okay. worried about it. I'm not worried about Detroit. I'm not worried about I mean, Miami. I mean, not worried about um, the Hornets. Maybe a little bit Indiana. That's going to be a hard-fought series. Indiana will be a tough matchup. But Southern's can, I think the Southern's can overcome them. 
Those are those are that's how I feel about when it comes to the rest of the East. So I I I, I guess what what I would say is that the only team that I'm scared about in the first round, and I'm not scared to the point where you know I think we're going to lose. I would still probably pick the Celtics in a series, but is the Miami Heat just because of their experience? Just because of the experience that the Miami Heat has had with Dwayne Wade, mm-hmm. obviously multiple NBA title winner. Joe Johnson's been a big impact. Joe on that team Johnson too. Yeah. is, I mean, he's never had playoff success, but he's, he's, he's yearning for that playoff success. Yeah. He, can, he went he, to Miami. He can win a game for Miami here and there. Right, yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? He, uh, you know what? Not even win a game, maybe, Joel. I'm with you. He can win a quarter, which is a game. That's what I'm in, saying. You know yeah. what I mean? That's like, all Dwayne that's, Wade needs. That's, exactly. that's all you need. a guy like that. That's all you need. You need a fourth quarter guy, and that's, that's what they, that's why they signed him. And you know what? I mean, as much, I don't know if Chris Bosch has been completely ruled out of the year. But if it comes down to it, and the doctors can clear him, Chris Bosh is still sitting on their bench. Yep. Because there has been no word from the NBA to say mm-hmm. that he's out for the year and he's done and he's calling it in. So I mean, and 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 then you look at Hassan Whiteside, who obviously <laughs> I'm a big fan of. That is your boy. Yeah, you brought him up but twice just, in the last I'm, minute. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, you know, that's a team that you have to legitimately like. They've sort of underperformed this year. We haven't even talked about Dragic or anything. Yeah. They have players on their team that have been all-stars. They have players on their team. So that is that, to me, even though I still would probably pick the Celtics in the seven-game series, that, to me, is a team that I do not want in the first round of the playoffs. I would almost, and I, and I don't feel confident about saying this because I, I, I feel like the Hawks have had our numbers. But I almost would, I almost would want the Hawks over the Heat. Really? You just said you were petrified of the Hawks. I know, and I. So then you'd be petrified more of the Heat. That's what you're saying. Yes. All right. So then say that. No, I mean I don't. I don't want the Hawks. I. I mean I, I'm looking at realistically what's going to happen, right? All right. Well, let me let me throw this out there. Realistically, I don't think we're going to lose our last two games and have to play the Hawks in the first round of the six seed and then have other things happen. Well, probably what's going to happen. We're going to be the four or five seed. Probably play the Heat in the first round. Okay. I'm a little well, nervous about that matchup. Well, here's the here's the uh, here's some perspective here. Okay. So the remaining schedule. We know what the remaining schedule is for the Celtics, but let me tell you what the remaining schedule is for the teams that are fighting with the Celtics for playoff position. The Atlanta Hawks, the next game, their their very next game tonight is against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Obviously a tough game. That's right? going to be a tough game. Well, who knows what Cleveland's going to be resting. Now, they got the one seed locked up, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's true. But, of course, you never know. It's the Cleveland I mean, Cavaliers, right? LeBron, LeBron didn't play in their last game. Right. Kyrie's Probably. probably going to sit out this game. So that's Monday. Of course, the Celtics play the Hornets. Tuesday, Miami takes on the, the uh, Detroit Pistons. That's a team that could steal a win from the from the Heat. Well, the Pistons possibly are, the, right. I mean, the Pistons are trying to knock off the the Pacers for the seventh seed. So they have something to fight for. Exactly. They do. Right. I mean, think about it. You're the Pistons. Do you want the Raptors, who have choked for the past three years in the first round, or would you rather have the Cavs? You you you. That seventh seed to them is about as big as the um is about as you know, as as big as remember when last year they were talking about the Celtics want to sit to the seventh seed or mm-hmm. trying to drop to the eighth seed. Remember that yeah. to avoid the Cavs. That's a big conversation in that yeah. part of the bracket. So we'll see. But there were people saying that you, you would almost want the Celtics to go to the eighth to right. face the Hawks as opposed to facing the Cavs exactly. who were the second seed last season. Yeah, that's true. I still think they would have beat the Hawks. And then the on the on the last day of the season, we have the Celtics versus the Heat, and 
the Hornets versus the Magic, which I feel like is almost an automatic win. So now, in my opinion, I feel like Monday's game is crucial. Oh, Monday's game is huge. It's crucial for 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 Charlotte because if Charlotte wins that game, they're in great position facing the Magic and and going into the last game of the season. Well, I mean, I don't think you look at Charlotte and you say that there's a big home court advantage there or anything like that. But I mean, any team in the playoffs wants a home court series, right? You know, but you want but Game saying, Seven if in you your give building. Up a game against the Hornets, there's a great chance they'll grab the fourth seed. That's what I mean. Right. That's what I mean. That's why it's a big oh, okay. game yeah, for yeah. Charlotte. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna come to Boston looking to say, "We are taking the fourth seed." This this is a big game for us. They're not going to rest anybody. I mean, you know, they they uh, have the easiest schedule out of the three. They teams. have the easiest schedule because after they play Boston, they go they go up against Magic, whatever. But this, the uh, also what's lost in a lot of this is the fact that yeah, the Charlotte Hornets may be the they may be the most unintimidating team in the Eastern Conference uh, between the three and the six seed, but they have the best record in the NBA. Other than the Spurs since the All-Star and break. the Warriors yeah. since the All-Star break. Best team in the East. Right. The best team in the East since the All-Star break. So you can't you can't crap on that. I mean, to say it's nothing, but I don't know. The way I look at it is if you if you drop one against the Hornets, you're probably gonna face the Hornets in the first round. If the Celtics beat the Hornets, they're probably gonna face the Heat in the first round. I mean, I think this but is But if what... you beat the Heat, sorry to cut you off. If you beat the Heat you get home court. That's it. That's what it is. Celtics have to win both of these games. Because if you can beat the Heat, right? If you're not, wait, wait, well, let's just say, let's say, if you can beat, if you can take one of two out of the last two games. No, right? we got to take both. Right. But, but let's just say, let's just say you, you beat the Hornets on Monday. You're looking a lot better going into the, the final game because there's a chance that if you beat the Hornets on Monday night, that the Heat have nothing to play for. There is a chance because the Heat will be the fifth or the sixth seed. You know what I mean? So there's a chance that you can, you can, you know, get your spot and make your season a lot easier. And plus, you know, Christian brought up a great point too. Isaiah Thomas may not be injured, like hurt, injured, but you want to rest him a little bit if he has a little banged up. I mean, you want to rest him to make sure he, he he's healthy for the playoffs. Miami, Miami's, Miami's, uh, when they play Boston, that's their second night of a back to back. So depending on how they do against, well, if they win against the Pistons and they've decided it's probably better to rest their players, then they can come into Boston thinking that they're, they're okay with the fifth seed. You think they're going to be okay with the fifth seed? Though? I don't know. I'm just, it's just, it's, you know, it's anybody. I don't think they'll rest their guys against the Pistons, but if they drop one against the Pistons, yes. then, then I'm, I'm thinking what you're saying. That exactly. Either way, you're not getting the home, home court. So, doesn't How matter. about you rest your guys against the last? I mean, against, and, the, against and, the Celtics in the last game of the season. And truthfully, I mean, if I let's take it for outside of the outside of the Boston realm, right? If you're a playoff team, do you want to play the Boston Celtics in a first round series? If you're Charlotte, maybe. If 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 you have to play, or the Heat, yeah, any other, I don't I don't think people are scared of the Celtics right now. You don't. You're hearing these reports about Isaiah get is hurt. Yeah. They just dropped one. I mean, the way the the way the momentum's been going, maybe, maybe not. But I mean, you want to play a a gritty team that's not going to give any possession away. 
in the playoffs or are you trying to play the Hawks, which you could catch on a bad night and they could they could cave because they've proven that they will do that sometime then some games this year. Yeah, but I feel like at this point of the season, man, everyone's gritty. I mean, all three of these teams are gritty. So I guess it Look brings at the me Hornets. to it. They're the grittiest of the grittiest. That, that brings me to a <laughs> bigger Heat. point then. That brings me to a bigger point Celtics. then is the fact that what a lot of people have, have, have made the Celtics out to be this year is this gritty, hard-nosed team that will never give up a possession. They will never give in on a possession. They will never make, they will never say, okay, this is, this is a, this is over. The right. game's over, right? Now, that has been a big part of their success this year, right? Now, what happens in the playoffs when every team should adapt that mentality? Do the Celtics lose an edge? Or do you think the Celtics will be able to go a notch higher than those other teams because they've been there, they've done that, they've been doing that all year? I mean, that's a big thing to worry about if you're a Celtics fan because... I mean, the Celtics have been great on an 82-game schedule, you know, without crazy talent to be where they are right now at 47 wins with two games left in a year. But does that translate into the playoffs? Does the way the Celtics play translate into a seven-game series? I'm very interested to hear what you guys have to say about this. It's hard to answer that question because we haven't seen that. We thought we were going to see that last season, right? Didn't we thought we were going to see that? We thought we, they, they could. Oh, they, they can win one. They can win. Oh, one. they can win two. Right? Who knows? And, and that's where this. That's where this question is sort of stemming from. Mike Gorman it, thought they can win a series. Well, exactly, <laughs> yeah, Mike Gorman. Six, uh, Celtics in six. That's what he said. Right, right. But obviously, that wasn't the case. And out of those four games, I would say only the last one was in their grasp. The last game when they were facing right. elimination. I think. I think that the, was the only really close game. Uh, the out of two that. games at home, you had like a feeling where like. Well, we can get one of these. And right. No. But but what's the thing that we've been preaching the last couple of months? Oh, no. This team is going to be in the top tier of the Eastern Conference now. They're going to have home court. They're not going to have to face the Cavaliers in the first round. They can get out of the first round. So I think when you take that into consideration, you, one, they're a lot they're, – they're better. They're, one, they're a better team. They're a better team. They're yep. better team. I'm Two, with you on that. they've matured. They've gone through what they went through last season. So they're ready to you know get back in there and, okay. and get out of the first round. Yep. But at the same time, they've had these little minor setbacks – whether it was Crowder, whether it was Tom, uh, Thomas that just happened right now, whether it was Evan Turner. But I don't think that you can take away the fact that these guys, in any given night, they can beat you. Whether and you're you know the what? Warriors, whether you're the, the, the best, the cream of the crop, they can beat you. So and you know what? You I think to, you're and, – and, You and have to consider that. Exactly. And I think you're missing the biggest point on this whole thing <laughs> is the that? fact that we're not going to have to go up against LeBron James right. and the Cleveland Cavaliers in the right. first round. I mean, that's the point. Yeah. That's it, right? Yeah. You got yourself in a position this year where you can. I mean, we're looking at it right now. I mean, you got like a three through six mush fest, yeah. right? Everyone's battling. You got four teams that are just, you know, the same thing, right? They right, do so, different things well. So before we get into our fridge of the week. Can you say the Celtics aren't the underdog at this point? Whether they're playing the Hornets or the Heat no, or not, the Hawks, they're, they're, they are they still the underdog? They won't be the underdog against the Hornets. They will be the underdog against the Heat and the Hawks. The Heat? Really? Yes. I was thinking maybe the Hawks because if you're facing the Hawks, that even means you're if, the sixth seed. Even and if, because the Hawks, overall, they have more experience. Even if you get the four seed, Vegas will still choose 
No, Vegas is still. Man, but I'm not talking about Vegas. I'm just talking about like just in general. Uh, when you say underdog, dude, I immediately think of Vegas. But I mean, you, in, you in my eyes, gambler. in my eyes, in <laughs> you gambler, in my eyes, I would probably say, you know what, the Celtics have a legitimate chance to beat any of those three teams, even though I'm very nervous about playing the Heat or the Hawks in a seven game series. If we can manage to get the Hornets, a four or five matchup right there against the Hornets, I'm all in. I'm saying five game, five game series in. But if if it's the Hawks or the Heat, going seven, baby, it's going seven. Home or away, Joel? Who do you think? If you're facing, if the Celtics are facing either the uh, the, the 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 Heat or the Hornets, if the Celtics are going to be home court advantage team, I'm saying either home or away. How do you feel in, in the series? Can the Celtics? Are you confident? Are they? Because in my opinion, I don't consider them the underdog. They're facing those two teams. If they're facing the Hawks, all right, that's a different story. Because obviously, be, let's be honest. Let's hope we don't play the Hawks. Because if we play the Hawks, we're in the sixth seed. None. What the hell happened? You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's not good. Hey, I'm I'm. I mean, thinking worst the, case scenario. I mean, for the Celtics to fall to six, a lot of bad things have to happen. Well, they have Besides to lose too. Besides the Celtics too. losing the two games. Yep. The Hawks have to win there too, and Miami has to win there. They're the one before they come against the Celtics. And the Hornets have to win. Beat the, besides beating the Celtics, they have to they have to beat who, who are they playing? Orlando. They have to beat the Magic. That's the a, Magic. that's a win. That's what Both I'm saying. If the Celtics lose the to the Magic Hornets before the freaking Celtics, yes. No, 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 no. no. Um, the Heat play the Pistons. The Heat play the Pistons on a night of a back to back, and then the second night of that back to back, they're in Boston against the Celtics on Wednesday. That's that's it's so that's. Uh, that's that's not good. I was. <laughs> this was my whole point, guys. Two no, weeks ago, I was like, I guess, no, a week ago, listen, I was like, this no. schedule is not in the Celtics' favor. No, it is though. It is no, because they, can, they no, control the destiny. No, they no. do control the they destiny. They don't control anymore. No, they do. They win. They win both games. They're in the four seed. That's not guaranteed. No, it is. It is. Because oh, they, they, they win two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they win two, because they still are able to control their own destiny, which is the only thing you ask for. But also, not to bring up. Not to bring up the hockey aspect of everything, oh but God. the Bruins controlled their own destiny. Yeah, with three games left in the season, and they only won one, and then they out of the playoffs. So, so this is going to drop that far, but that's karma for those hockey fans that shit on the Celtics. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm, I, I hate that. I would never shit on any team from Boston. I wasn't going to go there, but you know I'm 100, I mean? thousand percent with Joel. I hate one. that. I hate that. Like, what's up with that? You guys know who you are. If you're listening mm, to this yeah. podcast, you guys know who you are. You, you know you, what I mean? Like, I would never cheer and get excited for a team other than, other, than, other than the Celtics to lose and be like, ah, I knew they weren't going to. No, that's just messed but up. But this is the thing, though. They only do that. When their team is out, when the Bruins are out of the picture. See, this is this no. is my thing because I'm I'm a Bruins guy, and obviously I'm a Celtics guy. I I love well, obviously. I mean, we all love Boston sports, but love you know a, me, I love, especially I love Boston sports. I, I, Bruins. I mean, I, I if it, if the Bruins and the Celtics are playing on each night, it depends on who they're playing. Seventy percent I'm watching the Celtics, the other thirty percent I'm watching the Bruins. Right. So I'm in every game, but. There is a crazy number of Bruins fans who can give two shits about the Celtics. They hate the Celtics. Yeah. They root for the Celtics to lose. I don't, I don't understand. And I don't get that. I don't know any Celtics fans that's like, yo, no. fuck the Bruins. Yeah. <laughs> never. Have you ever met any never. Celtics fans that's it's like, never the other way around. It's like, never. hey, you know, you know, Bruins fucking suck, dude. They're, e- they're either like, yeah. Yo, fire fucking you know, Claude, bro. They're either like, yeah, I'm into them or whatever. Or they're like, oh, they're like I'm yeah. not into them, but good luck to them. But you like, know? yeah. We not, share the not, building. There's no bitterness. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. The other way around, though, you get, you get those fans that are like, yo, 
fuck the Celtics. No. You know what? Because you know what? You know what's wrong with those people? They've been, they've been, they grew up on the Bruins. Yeah. And they grew up with uh, the Celtics being very successful and the Bruins sort of. Took the back burner. Yeah. They you know what I mean? They took the back burner throughout the 80s. They took the back burner throughout Larry they Bird. They did. But look at, but look at the Bobby Celtics. Bobby Orr was done by the time Larry Bird. But you know what? They always get people telling them, this is a hockey town. No, yeah. but no. This is a hockey town. No, but. I'm a Celtics. Really not a no, listen, town, listen, though. listen, listen. I'm a Celtics fan now, and they're still the fourth best liked team in the city. Am, am I wrong about that? It's it's Patriots and right Patri- now, right now, it's Patriots. Right and, now, yes, yeah, it's Patriots, Red Sox, Bruins, and then the Celtics. Okay, rewind it six, eight, so, eight years. But you, but no, but listen, but you you don't see me talking shit about the Bruins, talking shit about the Red Sox, talking shit about the the Pats. That would never happen, and I'm a Celtics fan first. Exactly. First and foremost when it comes to the Boston teams. Me too. And, and you know what? You rewind to 2008 when everybody – you know what? This is a whole other topic for another oh, day. I know. I'm just, just saying. Go into like <laughs> a, I just have to put that out there. two-hour show. I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop the train from running off the tracks right now. But I'm just going to say that, Joel, yes, I have noticed that uh, – an amazing fuck you, of fuck you, fans. Bruins fans that don't like the Celtics. Hi. No, I, I know I ain't gonna say no Bruins. You know what? Yeah, fuck the Bruins fan that ain't gonna sell this time of day. Now that the Bruins are out, you have to shift your focus. I mean, no, if if it was the other way around, they'll never do that. If it was the other way around, I would garden, say the owners of the Garden are not gonna put up any Celtics posters on the side of that building either. If it was the other way around, I would say, oh man, damn Celtics, you are out of the playoffs. And it's been a very tough year. At least the Bruins are still in, so I can watch something. Bruins, some of the Bruins fans, not all of them, not all of them, but there is probably about a 10% amount of Bruins fans that are out there that say, uh, Bruins lost. Well, uh, fuck the Celtics. That's what the fuck? What the the hell's wrong with you? I don't get it. I don't get that minority, but you know what? I'm glad we addressed that because that is a, that is something that happens all the time. And if you're on Twitter, any Bruins fans out there, I want to say fuck the Celtics. Come at us at Causeway Street Blog. I mean, look at look at look at Jay Crowder on Twitter on Saturday saying, "Let's go Bruins! Y'all can take care of this game." Jet, go to you guys going to the postseason. We you know we share the building. You see any Bruins you know fans talking about let's go Celtics? Well, Bruins fan. I mean, yeah. Or or, or or Bruins players? Yeah, I mean, Bruins players do go to Celtics game all the time. They do, they do, but right. I, I'm not, it's just an example. I'm, it's just an example. Right, right. But I'm I I. I I'm not saying I'm not saying forget the Bruins players. I'm not saying that at all. I'm no. just saying like for those particular no, they're, Bruins they're, fans it's, it's, that it's are a minority that of are Bruins dicks. fans. It's a minority of Bruins fans, but they're a very vocal minority, which I always hate to give credit to the vocal minority, but I've realized that the minority may not be as minority as we thought about. So I don't know. But I think you know what? You know what? Hockey, hockey peeps in Boston. I'm with you. I'm pissed off. Is uh, you want to put a podcast on about? I'm not Bruins? happy about it either. I'm I'm not sitting here like yeah. You want to put a podcast about how we're gonna fire Claude? Now we're gonna get everything fixed. I'm in. But I mean, you just what you got to do now is you got to look at the Celtics. You got to find out. Okay, this is a successful team. They got a really good chance of a playoff run. That's it. That's it. Look at it. Look at it. How it should be. Ducha, who's our free agent of the week? So our free agent of the week is. A Boston Celtics player who was actually a restricted free agent this year. Jared Sollinger. Jared Sollinger, obviously we know his trials and tribulations as a Boston Celtics so far. I mean, great rookie season, martyred by injuries. Second season he's in, you know, 
had a good, had a good year. Third season, supposed to be his team. Everybody's left. No Pierce, no KG. Your GM calls you fat and, and sits you down. Straight up called him up. Straight up calls you fat. This year, decided to get the same haircut as Marcus Smart. Or the other way around. Or the other way around. I don't know what it is, but no one's like giving smart, in on that. Smart claims he copied him. No one's Sondra giving in on that. Marcus copied it's the him. weirdest thing. No one's giving in on that. I think it's weird. Like no one's just shaved their head yet. Like that. That I'm not gonna get into that. But that thing is weird to me. That you both have identical haircuts since October. It's since okay. October. It's team unity. Go ahead. Anyways, Jared Sellinger is gonna be a restricted free agent, which means that any team out there has a chance to put in an offer sheet for Jared Sellinger. So any team out there that is missing a big man can put an offer sheet in, and the Celtics will have the chance to match that offer sheet. So this is where you find your Jeremy Lins of the world when he was on the Knicks, your Omar Omir Ashiks of the world, who have a really good season in their restricted free agency year, and a team will come in and say, you know what? We're going to offer this outrageous amount of money for him. Yep, that's exactly but, what happened to Omir Sheik. But here's a little poison pill. Poison pills last year of the deal. That's where most of the money's coming in. We're going to be good. We're probably going to trade him before then. So, like, whatever. So is Jared Sellinger going to be somebody that's going to get one of those deals? Or do you think he'll be somebody that the Celtics will be able to retain under what? What what is the what is the maximum amount of money you're gonna spend on Jared Sellinger? I'm gonna say, and this is a lot. And and this and, is only and because this I'm thinking all, of the new TV deal. This is all yes. This is all on the new deal, which we don't know who who's right. gonna make what, right? If I had to guess, though, if I had to guess, if I had to put it into a ballpark in terms of like teams, like I always think about the lower tier teams, teams that are looking for a big guy. You talk about Ramirez Sheik. That's a great example because at the time, Ramirez Sheik was a double double guy. Sellinger is not quite there. He's a ten and eight and a half guy, almost there. Obviously, he has the potential to be a, a, a double double guy. So I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him the range of eight to ten million per year. Wow, that's the roof. The roof? That's the roof. And this is what this is my honest opinion. My honest opinion is I think the Celtics are gonna go out and 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 do the heart the the. This season is going to be the biggest season for Danny Yage since 2007. Hell yeah. So I think that they're going to go out and get themselves a big man. If you see Jared Sellinger in the Celtics uniform next season, it's bad news, that's right? because it's plan B. That's because what they plan wanted B to get. Or plan didn't, C. Or maybe plan C. And that, means, <laughs> that means what they were trying to get didn't happen. It fell through, and they will settle for Sellinger for, what, a, a two-year deal, something small, just to keep him around, just so you have a big man who is essentially your best rebound. Plan D. I think they retain him either way. Whether they go mm. out and get a big free agent because then that improves your bench for next season. Okay. And I don't think you you go you don't spend crazy amounts of dollars on him. Well, how much do you think? Because he's making what? That's five, five ten, six mil, ten right there now. Have been, I don't. Yeah, I'm no, not. I'm, I don't he's making less. Than, he's making money. less than five. I don't. There, there has no, the, been, the, but the offer is five. You do oh, know that? Yeah, the offer has, sheet is five. Oh, there, six million. I think. There has been reports. So if someone goes above that, then you go above. You have there, to go above. There has been reports of. A, a a lot of money thrown around in Jared Sellinger's name. No. Well, what I'm saying though, like you if think? you can, there if you can retain, him, well, how much is a lot of money? Like thirteen. 
amount of money. Yeah, it's reports or no. reports. If, reports are reports. If they can retain him, that's Evan Turner money. Listen, listen. If they can retain him for what we're just talking about right now, right? Eight, nine, ten million. Three years. You know, this team option or whatever. Though, this is somebody though that if you think about it, Christian made a great point in the in the prior interview. Yeah, how important he is for the playoffs. What if he, what if, what if he has if a crazy he playoffs? He has a crazy playoffs. That's what I mean. Yeah. If Jared Sollinger is able to be that X Evan, factor. Evan Turner's in that same boat. But he has a crazy are. playoffs. Do you remember how he performed last season, though, in the playoffs? I do, but he also. He was non existent. He also. So he was also, the rest of the Celtics. He also got sat out. Yeah. Yeah. What? Who, who did good last year in the playoffs? Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas? Are you kidding me, Sway? No, I'm not. Sean, can you back me up on this? Yep. I'm backing you up on this. He did not play he well. He played horrible. The Cavs were able to just contain him. The Cavs were able to contain him. Well, they him. contained him, but he was still dropping. No. He dropped 20. He was your leading no, no. scorer. After, Regardless, this is not. This is not. He was no, your leading no, scorer. I'm cutting this off because this is going on on a tangent. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say one thing about Jared Sellinger being a free agent, okay? The fact that Jared Sellinger is a big man and he does play down low. Now, that is very rare. In today's NBA, so he plays low when he feels like it. Though he's he's better off playing down low. No, I agree. But do you consider him a low post player? Is he yes. a back to the yes. back to the basket player? Yes. Yeah, so he why is. does he average ten points? Because he does rebounding and he it's, plays defense. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, me and Joel agreeing. We must defense? be on another level right now. Me and Joel are both on. Another okay, level he plays agreeing. defense, but you guys really think this is his potential? Ten and eight. That's, no, that's no, no. He, he, but do you need your big man in this system? We were talking about Marcus Smart. Yep. Do you need him to go more than ten points a game? Honestly. Yeah. I mean, I, he's I, your I, only big man that's gonna have that that has that potential. I mean, Amir I, Johnson's not gonna give you twelve points. I think I Tyler Zeller's not gonna do that. Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> no, no one's gonna freaking do oh, that. Oh wait, Tyler Zeller can't put up twenty six points tonight, bro. That's his average. <laughs> Oh, no. no, shut up. <laughs> That's your, I you saying like 12, 13. No one can put up those numbers. He's the only one that has that potential, and he doesn't do it. All I'm, all I'm going to say is this. With Jared Sellinger is the fact that, you know, Joel, you brought up you brought up an interesting point. How valuable is he on your bench? Let's say that the Celtics, Celtics are able to go and out big, and trade you know? for a big, right? Yeah. It's not anything you're giving up salary for. You may have lost a couple of pieces here and there. You get DeMarcus Cousins on your team. You need to back up. You need to back. <laughs> Speaking of Bobby Davidson, like DeMarcus Cousins has made this podcast every single episode this year, I think. I Ooh. made sure of it. DeMarcus Cousins. I make sure of Almost, it. Almost, pretty much. Besides, besides Bobby Davidson. Because I'm the last thing I want is someone to listen to this podcast and be like, yo, they didn't even see that DeMarcus Cousins shit coming, dude. It's coming. Dude, but let me ask you this, though. You guys really think the market is that big for Jared Sandra? Like, someone's going to drop big Yes. Pop? Yes, I really with, do. With the rumors I, this, this and is, with the... This is, what, this, is why I think, this is why I think that way. Wait, everything. He's still very young. He's still very young. Mm. We talked about this the other day, and I was proved wrong. And I was shocked on how young he is. How, he, what is he, 25? 24. 24. 24. That is very young for a guy to be coming under contract. So if you think about it, if you're, let's say you're the Houston Rockets and you're getting rid of Dwight Howard, you don't think that Jared Sellinger would be someone you want to invest in? Or if you are the, if you are, you know, a team, a Western Conference team that may be losing a big man or not even losing a big man, but, but searching for a big man, 
Portland Trailblazers comes to mind. You got Ed Davis there. You got a you got a couple of the guys who are rebounders. You don't think Jared Sullinger would be a guy that you want to pay twelve million dollars to under the new salary cap? I think there's going to be a lot of lot of teams out there that are saying, okay, we can either, you know, try to build through the draft, or I mean, everybody's going to have cap space. You guys, you forget about this. Every team is going to have cap space. So every team is going to want to sign somebody. So, I mean, instead of teams being limited with what they can do, every team is going to say, okay, I want to give some money to somebody. I want to get somebody new on the team. I want to get somebody that may have an impact. So Jared Sullinger, you, do you think it's out of the realm of the possibility that Jared Sullinger could get an Amir Johnson deal? A two-year, $24 million contract? No, because Amir Johnson almost got yeah, you know what? Yeah, that could happen. With this or a three-year, $36 million contract. For, yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. More around that, that realm. Right, right. But, but I mean, years. I, I don't, Four I don't year, think... Fourth year being a team option. Think about that. You get... You, he's probably going to get... He's probably going to get about a five-year deal with a team option at the fifth year because he's only 24. He's going to be turning 25. You're going to own his rights under 30. So, you keep him away from Tasty Burger. You bring him out of Boston. There's no Tasty Burgers. He'll be fine. I love how you assume that. Even though he probably does love Tasty Burger, but it's just funny. That you he loves Tasty Burger. All right, Joel, what did we miss? Uh, in case you missed it, um, we were been talking pretty much the whole episode about being, having two games left on the schedule for the Celtics. They so are they currently did, they did they didn't miss it. They, they, <laughs> Unless you fast forward, they, yeah. But we didn't we, we didn't talk about their record. They're forty seven and thirty three, and with Larry two Bird. games with two games left. You know, Indiana clinched the last playoff spot in the East. Oh, yeah. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So they eliminated the Chicago Bulls. They didn't beat the Chicago Bulls. They beat the Nets. So that's good news for the Celtics. But the Chicago Bulls are officially eliminated from the postseason contention. And they won 40 games this this season. After, after After the beginning of the season... So many of them had them as the second seed after the Cleveland Cavaliers. Some people even had them as the number one seed in the East. Yeah, they had they had a lot of a lot of folks had them the only being the only team that can challenge the Cavaliers in the playoffs. So crazy. Something, so something Papa to harp Saul's on. Gone. Um, Jimmy Butler's traded. I don't know if I believe, believe that. Fred Hoiberg is gone. Chance. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Who no, cares? Fred Hoiberg's <laughs> gone. Yeah, I know. He, who cares? I don't gone. know. <laughs> no, Chicago. Is the Chicago Bulls are in the point where, you know, you're working at a job and they all of a sudden take like your trash barrels away and you're like, oh, that's weird. The next day you go in and like, you know, your keyboard's gone. They're like, oh, yeah, sorry. Like, just things just gonna keep getting taken away until you realize, damn, I'm getting fired. This sucks. <laughs> so Indiana this sucks. Indiana That's won a, about what's happening to all Chicago Bulls fans right now. Yeah, so Indiana won officially clinching the, the last spot in the East. And guess who else won on Sunday, guys? Your Golden State Warriors. Oh yeah. They guess, beat uh, the San Antonio against, Spurs. Against your San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so remember you guys said that San Antonio gonna win both of those? Yeah, they Well, you said they're gonna split one, douche. Yeah, well whatever. Which, which one is more right? Whatever. Well, <laughs> oh and they two tied. or one and one. They tied. We're both. All three of us are wrong. Okay. Technically. Technically. No. Technically, no. Technically, okay. no. Because you're saying you're saying that you know, this, you know if what? the season's over. The season's not over. They you still got one game left. Listening to us is right, though. 
So, Somebody said that they were going to beat the Spurs twice. Somebody out there. All right. So they officially have tied the 95-96 Bulls with 72 wins with one game remaining, and they played the Memphis Grizzlies. And the Memphis Grizzlies screwed up their chance to mess that up on Saturday night, so I don't think they're going to they're gonna even be on their radar come that last game. So the Warriors will probably win 73 games, yada, yada, yada. I want to see them in June. He's such Whatever. A Warriors hater. Whatever. Oh my gosh. Whatever. The hate is so deep. That's not. That's not hate. I don't hate the Warriors. I just. I just don't think they're gonna win this year. Have you ever said one good thing about the Warriors all year long? They're not gonna. And win. if you did, what was the one good thing you said about it? about the Warriors? Yeah, one good thing. You guys ever say good things about the Warriors? I. I don't say any good things about we've, the Warriors. We've, we've said. A <laughs> you guys talk about Steph Curry, about but you never say about the Warriors. I talk about watching the Warriors the last two seasons Man. since I had a league pass since. The first year when I only could watch five teams and they were Let one me of them. ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me, me ask you this. This team's for real. All right. You're looking at the. As you, as, as you have me recorded on Periscope. At, at 72 games, one. Mm-hmm. Will they break the record? Will I they just said 72? it. They're going to beat, they're going to beat the, the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, and they're going to win 73 games. Are they a better team than the, than the Bulls? No. Hell no. No one's saying no that. No one's saying that. Who's saying that? Good, not me. I'm glad oh, okay. because even, I don't want not even Steph Curry or any of those guys who have the balls to say something like that. Well, they know? better not because none of them are Michael Jordan. <laughs> exactly. No one's no. saying that. What I'm saying is that it's the best regular season by any team since that, since those guys, since in the Chicago 20, Bulls. In 20 years, easily. It's, it's great. It's awesome. <laughs> Look how excited! I want to see them. I want to see them. I want to see them beat San Antonio in seven games. That's go. what I want to see. I I want to see San Antonio. When they beat when they see that when they see that I'll be the first to be like, all right. The Warriors are legit. And you'll say it with a big smile on your face. I'll, I'll just say it. I don't, I don't Cause smile three, about it. Because lo- losing one out of four games against Antonio wasn't good enough. But, all right. It's the regular season. The regular season means nothing. I know. But what I'm saying well, is that means, you're selling them short. It means a lot short. to the Golden State Warriors. I'll well, tell you it, that. Mean, it, means, it means too much to the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, oh. yeah that's true. No, that's true. It means oh. too much but to the Golden State Warriors. It does mean too much. But I feel like you, he's, they're getting sold short. Sold short on this show between the both of you. Selling the Warriors short. Well, I tease for the best team in the last twenty. I tease. No, Sean's just mad because he loves the Bulls from back in the day. That's why. Otherwise, if it was he another doesn't team, want to see that record. Yeah, if, <laughs> if, 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 if any other team hey. besides the Celtics that had that record, he'd be like, "Yeah, go for it." Yeah, I'm Tony Kukoc all the way, bro. Yeah, there you go. I, I, I'm big. I'm big number seven yeah. Bulls guy. You don't dude. want to see that record yeah. to get. Uh, no, get, no, I don't. You're I don't. mad that it was matched. They matched yeah. the record. Right? Well, well, I'm mad that they were matched because they should be seventy-one and whatever right now because. Because the Celtics should have won, Celtics back in, won in Boston. Yeah, I'm figures. telling you. Or, or Memphis on Saturday, but whatever. I digress. Uh, in case you missed it, I, I teased it a, a couple episodes ago. We are officially on iTunes, ladies and gents. Woo! Oh, yeah. I don't have, uh, I don't have any, uh, bells and whistles for a background sound to drop right now, but hey. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I got you on that, Joel. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Exactly what I was looking for. That's exactly what I was we thinking. Are <laughs> still, <laughs> bells and whistles. We are still on SoundCloud, so you can listen to our um, both. I know not everyone is, uh, Team Apple out there, so we're not trying to, we're not trying to cater to one over the other. Listen to us on both. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on SoundCloud. And Periscope, because we're doing it. Yeah, of course, Periscope, because we people listen on Periscope. do the Periscope, though, because my arm's getting fucking tired, dude. Well, then put it down. Just It's all good. Yeah, why don't you get a fucking tripod? Then? All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I swear a lot on Periscope. As always, Fuck. follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat, at Causeway Street, and check out our webpage, CausewayStreetBlog.com. Like us on Facebook, Causeway Street Blog, and shout out to Sway for getting his tweet read on CSN on Friday night when the Celtics beat the Pelicans. 
That was fucking awesome. That was awesome. Because you know what it was, man? This entire season, I feel like I had some good tweets. Yeah. But I kept thinking that they were afraid to read my name wrong. <laughs> so they were like, no, you know Dra- what? Let's Dra- just Dra- skip. Tried. Let's skip over this. But you, see, <laughs> tried. you see the way he said it? He was like. Because Draper's like, Jose. He, he pauses for a second like, that's not Jose. That's Jose. And then Scalabrini has a big smile on his face. Like, you know what I think? And I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to find out what's going on. I'm going to ask Scalabrini myself. But I think that during the commercial break, they were like going back and forth about it. And I think Scott Brady was like, no, nah, man, it's Joe Sway. He was like, no, nah, man, it's, it's Jose. He's like, dude, I think it's Joe Sway. And, you know, I've, I've seen Scal, you know, around the garden and everything, but like, he doesn't know my name. He doesn't know how, the exact way to pronounce it. He doesn't even know that that was me. But I think that was the case because I feel like right after Draper re- read it, uh, Scott Brady like had a little smirk on his face. But that was awesome, man. Big shout out to Comcast for, for doing that because they've been, they've been re, uh, they've been reading our tweets all from year. Causeway Street all year long, and man. John At least Ducha what? Five, first, six. That was on a, was on Ducha got on there. Joel's got on there through Causeway Street. A couple times. Well, Ducha, Ducha, you were actually on TV a few times. So, you know, we're trying to catch up to your status. (laughs) So, are you going to wear the, uh, the, the, because Ducha's going to be in the house tonight. You're going to wear that. You got to wear the same uniform and the hat, man. It's like, it's the the camera's like target when they see you in that attire. Just going nuts. Ducha rocks the, uh, the socks, the classic socks hat. With the uh, Jay Crowder jersey, right? Oh no, last time it was the Paul Pierce, right? Yeah, the classic Paul I Pierce. Switch between Paul Pierce and Jay Crowder. Either way, because, either way, know, just wear the jersey. I'm old school, but I also love the hustle. And that is all for in case you missed it. Uh, big shout out to another shout out to you, Sway. It was National Siblings Day on on Sunday. Oh, hell yeah, nothing but love for you and Ducha. You're my brother from another mother. Yes. <laughs> so National Siblings Day. National yesterday. Siblings Day on uh, on Sunday. Guys. So also, hey, don't take advantage of your loved ones. Always say that you love them. Life Always. is short. That's, Tell them that's siblings. A great, that's a great little line, man. <laughs> I got, I got you like three, that? Sean? I got three regular brothers other than you guys. I love Sean hits that high octave. It's just like, yeah, he's really feeling what yeah. you're saying when he does that. That's, also, IntoTheOpenField.com. Of course. Our boys. They, um, they, got, they, got, they got some master stuff up there. They also got some playoff stuff. Check it out. Great site. And you can also check out our podcast on that site, too. Great guys. Great guys. Yeah, big shout out to them. Absolutely, man. They've been showing nothing but support. Shout out to them. We appreciate it, guys. Until next week. We'll, or actually not next week. Later not this even. week. Couple, we couple a, days from now. A couple days from now, we'll have our playoff preview show heading no. into the weekend of the NBA playoffs. Guys, I'm stoked. Another guest, maybe? I'm excited. Woo! Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, Hell yeah. Special guest coming up next week, right, Sway? No, we're pulling out all the stops for this show. Thanks yeah, again yeah. Thanks again to Christian for being on on with us today. As Christian well. Arkham, my man. Yo, appreciate it, bro. Thank all you for right, stopping by. Peace, Peace.